ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to our show. We have gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the multiverse, two of the nerdiest geeks to be found. We proudly present the professor and her geeky girl, Mr. Self, Ace. And now it's time. Geeky Cool presents Professor and Ace. Welcome to Geeky Cool Prevents Professor and Ace Season 2, Episode 11. And I'm going to call this the Return of the Titans of the Fantastic. We've got Brittany and Keith Ooh. with us tonight. Um, Brittany is a filmmaker, director, writer, producer. She's got a movie about ready to come out for this, this uh, Halloween time. And we've got so Keith exciting. down here, the man of the year from 2006. If you guys forgot, he was Time Magazine's man of the year. And of course, he's also a pop culture minefield. He and his partner, Gary. So, um, oh, I'm not sure what happened there. AJ kind of went away for a second. Now she's back. So, and, and of course, my lovely co-host, as always, is... <laughs> Wow, something. Oh. Somebody's watching it along with it. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. That, that's weird. Anyway, anyway, um, but I wanted to have you both on with us because I saw you guys at Tremendicon this weekend. And I thought, I need to have them on. We need to get together because it's been way too long since the. Uh, since the uh, um, four of us were together hanging out, so yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, you know, people have been busy. Not mentioning any names, Brittany, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had some films. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I do want to talk about that um, because I I want to get all the scoop on the Halloween movie coming up and all that. Now, before we do any of that, I want to touch base just kind of because all four of us were at Tremendicon over the weekend. Some of us were longer than others, but uh, just kind of wanted to get your guys' feel and kind of because we all were doing different roles there. We all had different jobs we were performing there. So just kind of talk a little bit about what you did and, and what you thought of Tremendicon's second uh, year. You can go yeah. first, Brittany. Are you, look, you, are you looking at me? It looks you like you're looking at first. me. Um, I had a lot of fun. I didn't get to go last year. I can't remember why. Something was going on, and I couldn't go last year. Um, this year, uh, David Watson, who is the de the literally best DP around, um, he shot and edited and colored, and he's a producer on Happy Halloween. Um, he had some panels, and they asked him to do some filming, and he was like, hey, you want to come and help maybe do some interviews? <laughs> so, awesome. so we did a few interviews and I came and uh, hang like hung out at his panels and took some pictures and videos and cause he needs, he needs more people knowing how awesome he is. So right. but I had a good time. I got to see you guys. AJ, I didn't get to see you. I didn't see so, you at all. So I saw you, but you were walking away and I hollered your name and you kind of went like this, but you didn't actually turn. So. Okay. So see, <laughs> I thought I heard somebody say my name, but it's such a common name that I'm like, 
How narcissistic to think that somebody's like specifically talking to me. So I'm just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, you did like this, like, and you kind of even did the shrug thing. And but I looked like you were going to panel. So I was like, okay, she's probably on a time crunch. Like it looked like you were going towards somewhere like with purpose. So. Oh yeah. I'm, I, I walk with purpose because I'm short. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> well, but, the, uh, the funny thing, Brittany, is I didn't see AJ at all. We missed each other. I went <laughs> looking for her and Spoo, and people would say, oh, yeah, I saw them go that way about five minutes ago. And so I'd go that way. Never once saw them. Nope. So, they were I, right behind you. It, <laughs> I did get to see Keith and give a get a big bear hug from Keith, so. He's the only one who saw me. I yeah. did. I, I, I saw the the happy couple. And uh, <laughs> I saw everybody, really. From where I was, I could see everybody. So, saw Brittany, saw Larry. It was great seeing everybody. You know, uh, going to these kinds of things, it's, it's always nice to be able to just see all your friends and hang out and talk and, you know, catch up and try to, try to do something in the midst of uh, all that fun. So, keep Keith, your video is lagging for your voice. I, I may, I may have to just jump out and come back in. Okay, well, and that's okay if you want to do that. I okay. just was like, I feel like I'm watching kung fu theater. Right? No, I was like, I was like, is it my computer? Because while ago it was like doing something, but thank goodness it's not just me. <laughs> it's always just me. Ah. Technology. It, I'll be right back. Well, I hear you now. It's now working right, Keith. Oh, okay. Well, now it's lagging again. I don't know. <laughs> it, it did, and then it stopped. I don't know. You may want to jump out and come right back. I'll be back. All right. <laughs> That's like, so, like Schwarzenegger and I like Technology, man. I know, right? Right? Hey, AJ, oh. so talk a little bit about your experience. I know it was a quick experience because you guys had other things you had to do. Right. I mean, we didn't get up there as early as we had hoped because I had some things to do for the paper. Um, and then we got there. I got to look around. I got to see a bunch of amazing friends, cosplayers and artists. Um, got to go around the booths. Uh, Shpu did filming of like the cosplayers and the con because Tremendicon had asked if he would be able to share some footage and stuff like that like he used to do for vision con so um we kind of just walked around i talked to a lot of people i talked to christy fought for a while um yeah. and uh trent and sarah were at one end with mandalorian and and that whole thing for they were doing shots of the mandalorian and and things for i think it was six shots for for three dollars or something or three shots for six dollars i don't know but all the money went to charity um and you know nate and all of them i got to see all of them but just kind of looked around we did buy a couple things we mm -hmm. probably shouldn't have <laughs> it's really, um i christy had brought back two of david's um horror themed art yeah. prints yeah. and i I've always wanted them, and so we bought a couple of them. So. Good. Yeah. But good, good, good. I, yeah, I stopped and talked to Christy people. quite a bit. So yeah. 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 We got um. So yeah, we just kind of did that, and um, Jamie at for at Nerd Informant Stable, 
kind of mm -hmm. like hung out with Jamie for a little bit and stuff like that while I was waiting for you to try to see if <laughs> that way. But apparently nobody you should, have, you should have texted me. <laughs> I did. At one point I texted you, but it never went like it would say like no signal. No oh, signal. my gosh. That's and horrible. So, so I'm like, OK, try again. <laughs> try again. I lost my husband at one point. I was. I was sure you guys all saw him because well, I, I did see him. I was like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> and he was like, good. And then I was going to a panel. <laughs> he literally was like gone. And I was like, Hey, and I'm trying to text him, but in my text didn't go through to him either. So I was like, yeah, he'll find me. It, it, well, and I had heard that a couple times was like, well, I didn't see Asia, but I saw Spoo go that way. So, and again, it was in my pursuit train to find you guys. And so then, at one point, I ended up at talking to Jamie. She's like, oh, yeah, they left an hour ago. Okay. All right. Did you when we left, too, but it just never went through. And then I was like, eh, he's probably, he's fine. He's fine. No, I, I was fine, but I wanted to see you guys. So, anyway, because I have something for him. So. Oh, okay. Anyway. Gifts. I love gifts. Yes, and you're going to like this gift. I, I still need to give it to you. I so. literally don't like this is not mine. This is well, just cruise. It's not a toy, but but it is a cool gift you'll like. So hey, I anyway. like more than toys. But. <laughs> so the, uh, we'll we'll ask Keith kind of his impressions because he was kind of sitting in a booth, so he was manning a booth, so he got yep. that experience of manning the booth and, and also talking to everybody because he was near the front door. So so Keith got that experience, which is always a cool experience. Also, a really good location. Yeah, he was. I, yeah. I, I was I was kind of floating around trying to get a feel for who everybody was and go to the different booths and talk to different people and get a feel what was going on. So ended up playing D and D um, for a couple hours on Saturday afternoon um, because there was a group and they're like, "Hey, you want to play?" I'm like, "Okay, sure." Let's play. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's, let's go play. We'll have fun. So. Uh, no, I hate D&D. &D. I never play. <laughs> well, since I'd already talked to those guys about how I'm playing and how we're going to be having a new show featuring four youngsters playing D&D &D coming up in August. So, yeah. Yep. Another podcast? Yeah, we're going to be doing a second podcast. With, uh, um, it's going to be like Geeky Cool Presents the D&D &D Kids is kind of the name I'm throwing floating with and trying to design a logo for and stuff, but you can kind of hear her in the background. Um, yeah. Lex, Lex is going to be part of it. And then oh, um, cool. we'll have two other kids who are homeschool kids. And then we'll have Eli, uh, Mandy Collins' son, Eli. So we're going to have their range from nine to 14. Is Eli 14 Yeah, I think now? he's 14. I'm pretty sure Eli's 14. Nine to 14, two girls, yeah. two boys. And um, Lex played. D and D one time with Larry at OzCon, um, but other than that, she's never played, and none of the other kids have played. So Larry's going to teach them how to play, and and we're going to. Like played once or twice, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the part of part of what we're going to do is do one of the first videos is going to talk about what tabletop gaming is and how you approach it, and how it's a cooperative game, and how winning is it having the best character. Winning is how your group works together. And so we're going to do all of that and go through that and then go through the different types of characters and help them build their characters. And then eventually we're going to get to play. 
But uh, yeah, we're going to do all that. And it's also going to work for homeschooling to be able to do math and ethics and storytelling, arts, creative writing prompts. Yeah, creative we're going to have all those things. Yeah. Man, homeschool kids are so lucky. <laughs> I know, right? Here's your assignment. You gotta play D and D. Yeah, you have to learn and play D and D. School's so tough. <laughs> We're gonna have um, it's gonna be an every other week thing, and then on the weeks that we're not doing the podcast, um, her and the two homeschool kids, I'm hoping to get them together to to do creative writing with their characters to kind of yeah. get more backstories so that they can kind of. Wow understand their characters a little bit more so See, well, that's cool yeah, yeah. so we, we've got that um and uh um you know I've, I've got a couple other things in the works of a couple other podcasts maybe happening so i want to do a podcast but like it wouldn't be kid friendly so i don't know <laughs> i am not censoring myself all the time professor i'm not <laughs> Who presents After Hours with AJ? <laughs> She's like, don't tune in. <laughs> Dakota so Keith, having a conversation, and, and I was like, I want to do this, but yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Keith, uh, we, we were talking a little bit about our different experiences of Tremendicon. I know you were at yeah. a booth. Yes. And, but you got to talk to a ton of people while you're at your booth because it was near the front where everybody was coming in, even though it wasn't designed to be the front, but that's where everybody pretty much made the front. So, hey, any, anywhere, anytime I'm around both the Vision Con and, and the Ghostbusters of the Ozarks booths, yeah. it's, it's definitely going to be a time, you know. So, I talking's basically part of the reason why I'm doing our show, uh, fifth year. I think we're approaching seven thousand now. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of people. It is. It, it, and again, <laughs> if I don't think about it, I can you know I can do stuff. But when I when I start to think about it, it starts to slow me down because I'm starting to get a little self conscious. <laughs> start sweating. Me, well, I mean, what, I, I, I look. This is. I, I know that. When we talk about the show, I know that when you guys talk about the show, you bring up Gary and myself, but really we got a team. Right. And, 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 uh, to Martin and to John, especially John, I've known John for years. And, uh, between those guys and, and, and Bill, who runs the uh, radio station that we're a part mm -hmm. of, and Chantel, because I don't want to forget her. She's great. Um, we have an incredible team and mm -hmm. uh, especially with me having been uh, uh, gone for a while, uh, those guys continue to get everything done and right. Right. they have cultivated, we have cultivated an incredible audience, uh, people that like to hang around and, and, and people from various walks of life, even people that work in the business who just like to hang out and watch our show and send us cool stuff, you know, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's well, it is it's to, to be I'm, such that people will send you things. Yeah. You know that that that's weird to me, and <laughs> I, I I'm I'm very appreciative, but that's still kind of you know it's kind of odd. You're well, famous. I, 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 yeah, I was gonna say yeah. you're a star. <laughs> Far from that's it. what stars Far. get gifts. Far from it. 
But yeah, I, well, the, the man of the year is going to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame before too long. So, <laughs> bring us to Jerry Fisher. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> All you have to do is pay for it because <laughs> that's a hidden secret behind the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yep. Do you really yep. have to pay for them? The stars yeah. pick their own stars. So if they're like, hey, we want to give you a star. They're like well, just like they're wanting money. More more often than not, what it is is that if you, uh, I learned this from uh, the guy that does Kevin Smith's podcast about the whole thing with Adam West. And what you do is you go out and you you get together with other fans and admirers. You can raise the money however you need to, but eventually, uh, the uh, office of the mayor of Hollywood has to receive the form. And then they have to receive the money, and then you get the ceremony. How much is the money? I have no idea because I know it's changed since then. <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, crazy. you know, like, okay, well, let's pay uh, two hundred dollars for the star, or let's well, pay eight hundred thousand dollars for a star. I mean, it, that's that's a little closer. I think that's that's, that's a little closer to what it is. You would think the cost of those things wouldn't be that. But, but no, like. The city of Hollywood doesn't have a list of people that they reach out. Like, it's the star has to, or their fans have to, like, send in the paperwork and the money, and then they have mm-hmm. to approve it. That, that, that kind of explains why it took so long for Carrie Fisher to get on there, because I'm sure oh, yeah. Carrie Fisher was probably like, I'm not paying you crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, just 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 look it up online, Wikipedia, the whole thing about getting your star and all of it. Walk of Fame, it explains all the steps. So huh. that, that is interesting. Well, Brittany, you're well, no, like I'm just feeling bad for I feel bad for the stars because like I thought it was. Right. I, I feel bad for the stars. It's a ridiculous statement, but <laughs> like I was just thinking. Like when they're like so and so finally has their star on the walk of like I'm like oh man they're now they've decided to honor them like right. I didn't realize it was because I, they just didn't pay for it yet. I was the same way until I saw that thing about Adam. Wow, Lynch, and it was just like oh so that's how that is. But literally anybody could get one. No, no, no. Um, no. The city of Hollywood has to still approve it. Oh yeah. okay. So you send in the application and you send in the money. And then the mayor and the board of uh, the city council, board of aldermen, I don't know what they have out there, but they have to approve each person. So they have to actually hmm. have some fame, but that's yeah. why some really famous people don't have stars and some mediocre famous people do have stars. It's because they had all that paperwork filled out and, and everything. So they, they still bet them. They just, it's not an honor as, what you typically think it would be. And it, and it's, something. it's not like Raman's Chinese theater that, mm-hmm. that they eventually will remove your handprints and stuff from in front of there. Right. So th- that gets sure. altered all the time, yeah. you know? So, well, I mean, if you did that, you, you would have ran out of room decades ago. Right. Because it's not very Chinese big. Theater. Yeah. It's not very big out it, there. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go one time. It was really neat. It is neat. I agree. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really neat. That's what he wanted to do for his high school graduation was road Route 66 road trip. So we did That's it. Awesome. We yeah, I was a good mom. 
Well, that was a good mom. Now I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> He's a well, grown man. It's fine. It's fine. He knows how to take care of himself. It's, it's fine. True. Now, Brittany, you're going to be offered one of those opportunities with the star after Halloween hits really big here soon. Maybe not me. Maybe some of our actors. Well, but, but I think directors can get on there also. <laughs> So our actors, yeah, you can make maybe maybe David, maybe our DP. That's what I would much rather. I would much rather our actors and David get recognition. You know what I mean? Get the recognition for. So they killed it. You don't want people walking over your name at two o'clock in the morning in Hollywood. Is that what it is? I mean, they can if they want. I mean, I could just probably just go out there and put my name down. Oh, that's true. If, some, uh, if they want to walk over it. Um, as far as, like, who has a better shot at that, I would say some of our actors and, and David. And I would want them to. Like, if I got to choose. Right. If they sure. were, like, between you and them, I'd be like, oh, let's do them. That's, that's awesome. That's how amazing you are, Brittany. No. So I just, they're just good. They're good people. They're talented people. They gave me 110 percent. You know what I mean? There you go. Well, let's well, talk about that. Let's talk about the process that you're going through right now with it, and um, wh when we can expect to see this. Um. So. So right now we're we filmed we filmed October we filmed I'm sorry some in September October mm -hmm. um, first part of November right. and then David had been doing like edits like while we were filming. Right. Um, Cause he's editing and coloring. And so he was doing that while we were filming. And then we've done a few pickup days. Uh, we shot an end credit scene, which was really fun. Ooh, cool. um, yeah. It was exciting uh, because we're in, we're talking about possibly doing a sequel. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> we'll get this one done first. Um, sure. We're in the process of writing it right now. Um, but so David, uh, we have our, our picture lock. Uh, I believe David pr is pretty much done with the color grade. And now we have it to our sound score and visual effects. So. That's awesome. So, so you guys close. are close. I was going to say yeah. you guys are really close. So close. Oh. Right there at the finish line. Right. <laughs> so. So when and where can people see it? Um, right. So we're hoping uh, we're going to be doing a uh, premiere at the Alamo mm -hmm. in Springfield. Yep. Um, and it'll more than likely be the first part of October. So right. we don't have, we don't have like um, specific dates yet, but yeah, we've been working um, with Curtis out there at the Alamo, who's phenomenal. Um, we worked with uh, him when we showed the flying Greek um, yep, at the Alamo, yep. and then when we did Eldridge, um, which I thought it was awesome. Thank you. As a shout out, shout out Ryan and David and all of our cast for Eldridge. Um, yeah, thank you. It was great. It was so much fun to see it, and it had a lot of sell. It sold out a lot of showings, and That's we're amazing. all really proud of it. So it's yeah. it's exciting. So we're hoping to have a good turnout for Happy Halloween with it being October. But yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Everybody buy tickets when they go on sale. <laughs> well, it, we will definitely be promoting it, and uh, we want to have you on to make sure we we shout that out uh, when that's gonna when tickets are going on sale. Brittany, let me know, and we will get you on to talk about that. And For sure, sure we're excited. Really 
We are too. I'm excited to see it. Now, for those people that, that may be watching that don't know the history behind this, tell us a little bit about how Happy Halloween has came about. Because I know it's been kind of been the uh, the been been around for a while in, in the idea. <laughs> yeah. Now it's been close to 15 years, I guess. Um, I it was something I wrote. I I mean, most people. I mean, there's a well, you see, there's a pumpkin behind me and like mm -hmm. stab up there. Um, I've always liked horror films since I was a kid, since I was about five, actually. Um, I've always been obsessed with them. I love fake blood. I love Halloween. I love pumpkins. And I don't know. I was like, you know what? I wish there was more Halloween movies. Obviously you have the Halloween franchise, um, trick or treat, stuff right. like that. But I don't know. It was like, there should be more. It's like one of the biggest, it's like, that's when most people want to watch horror films. So, um, I was just like, I don't know. I love horror movies. I love slasher movies at that point in time when I was writing it, slasher movies had kind of dropped off. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, scream brought it back in the nineties and they went through like mid to early two thousands and then they dropped off. And so I started writing it. Like I said, now it's been about 15 years. It's been through, it used to be like a two hour script, which is ridiculous for a horror film. Um, and now it's an hour and a half, um, more reasonable for sure, um, makes more sense. Um, so it's been through a lot of rough drafts and we did a proof of concept about three years ago yep. um, when some of those actors and David and Tyler all came on board for the feature. Um, some of the actors we changed out um, because of location and fits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so three years ago, we shot the proof of concept and David shot like four other feature films before we got to Happy Halloween. Um, and then this year we got to shoot it. That's awesome. And now, and now we're here. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, oh, that's Emma. Yeah. Yeah. That's Emma. She's our lead. Uh, she plays Hadley. Um, and when you're writing stuff, like, I mean, for people that write, like you hear voices in your head and, mm -hmm. and things, I don't know, like you, there's some things that work in your head, but you just don't think are going to work. Like when you put it to screen and then uh, Emma actually did a self tape for another character. And uh, we were just like, Oh my God. And I messaged David and Aline. I'm like, guys, I, I think this is Hadley. Like, I really think this is Hadley. And they're like, us too. So we messaged her and and she did a self-tape for Hadley. And we we're just like, oh, my God. And, like, she's been – she's so talented. She's so down to earth. She has a really good head on her shoulder. She's very intelligent, like, when it comes to the character. And, and I don't know, man. She's just I, – I will never be able to say enough praise for how awesome Emma is, but That's you guys great. are going to be, you guys are going to be excited. She does some cool stuff in the movie. I, I pretty great. And you know, I'm not a big slasher horror person, but I'm super excited to see it. So. And it's not, it's not like, it's not like over the top. Like everybody sure. keeps thinking it's going to be wall to wall blood because it's me, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's low budget. Um, it's low budget. So we didn't have a lot of money. So I was right. doing a lot of our makeup and stuff like that. Right. So, Everybody was wearing, not just me, like everybody on set, were, they're all wearing multiple hats. Mm -hmm. um, so don't, if we get to do a sequel and we get a budget for the sequel, there will be blood. 
like more of it. Oh, there will be blood. Yeah. So that so you can totally watch this one. It's not it's not too crazy. Well, I, I don't hate blood. I just have to have, you know, a story I, I, with it. Oh. Yeah, it either has to have some humor with it or it has to be really suspenseful to really get me into it typically. So there's yeah, some I'm, humor. I, and, See, and I like a little bit. That's so why I was able to scream worked for me because I liked the humor aspect of oh. it. it. It brought it back. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I like scream. I and, just, and, I yeah. just bought the new one. Just came uh, out today. I have not seen it yet. Have you seen it? I assume you saw oh, it. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I went with Eddie and his wife mm -hmm. to yep. um, the fan event, oh. and we saw it in 3D. And oh, I'm not wow. a big 3D movie person at all it was so cool <laughs> watching it in 3d was actually pretty awesome like they, they it was yeah it was pretty neat yeah were... um i mean my only complaint is uh, uh nev campbell's not in it like right. they could have done an end credit scene and not even had her in it like they literally could have had a phone and a hand pick up the phone right. and, and you hear and you hear hello sydney right. like and I mean, everybody would have lost their mind. Right. Yeah. And they were just like, nah, we don't even need to do that. So that's my uh, only complaint. It's a great movie. So Lex saw it. She saw it before she she hasn't seen any of the others. She didn't watch any oh, of the wow. others. She was super excited. And then we were like, you have to watch the other. Like <laughs> We were like, you're doing this backwards, child. Um, but you know, she is a huge horror fan as well, but I mean, look at her dad, like her dad. Right, like, right, right. So, um, Emma did that. Yeah. Our, it, our lead, our lead did that. She watched the sixth one and was what? like, Hey, I watched scream six. And I'm like, Emma, you no. haven't watched the other ones. I'm like, you don't even understand all that. She's like, but they did such a good job. I get that. It was important. And I was like, okay. <laughs> We, we made Lex go back and watch it because we were like, no, if you like that one, you have to now watch oh, They're it. so good. Right. They're um, so good. Best horror franchise, in my so, opinion, hands so, down. So let, let me do say I, I did have a problem with the first movie. When I went and saw it, oh, that, I'm expecting oh, Drew Barrymore to be a main character. <laughs> That's the point. Oh, I know, but it made me mad because I'm a huge Drew fan. I kind of a crush on her. I do, so... But, but, but you I watched, got over it because I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. But oh, I, You watched Nightmare on Elm Street, though, right? Yeah. That's all he did. He was like, I'm going to do what I did in Nightmare on Elm Street and make everybody think this blonde is my lead. That's true. That's yeah. all he did. And yeah, he was like, was, everyone's going to come to see Drew Barrymore, and they're going to be devastated. And I did. That was exactly <laughs> what I did. Yeah, Genius. Was, it was so smart. Oh, no. R.I.P. Like, oh Wes Craven. You, you can't kill her. What, what, what just happened? I don't <laughs> understand. But. Like, I just want to see more Drew. But it did its job. Because oh, then you're it on did. edge the whole entire time. Because if the main girl can get it, then anybody can get it. You, you were exactly right. Genius. That, that was perfect. It that, it did do that for me. You expected Drew Barrymore to be the final girl. Like, that's yep. I did. I did. Cause yeah, because and Neb Campbell had just started. Like right. Party of Five had just started. It wasn't. It wasn't like huge. Right. No one really knew who she was. No one knew who Rose McGowan was. Not at all. And yeah. you know, and they had her be the poster girl, which was mm -hmm. really 
They, they did. Oh. So, yeah. Well, it's yeah, because so she's on the poster, I expect her to live at least nah. for the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> and it's yeah. iconic. You're, you're still, right, yeah. still one of the best openings to a horror movie ever is Scream. I, I don't yeah. disagree. I can just say, you know, because I forget how old, what, however old I was when it came out. I'm like, oh, Drew's going to be this movie. Okay. I want to see this. And then like, now what do I do? Okay. I watched the movie. Okay. I really enjoyed the movie, but, but still, I was like, oh. Poor Casey Becker. I'm so sad. Oh my gosh, that's so funny though. It was <laughs> so as soon as she answers the phone, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill her right away. Like it wasn't even. It, there was no doubt in my mind that she was gonna die as soon as she like answered the phone because I was it, like, this is gonna be the premise. There's, but that's it, a big it never entered my head. Never so, once entered my head that was a possibility. Never once. But you watched it in '96, right? Right. So I watched it in 96 too when I was 10. So I didn't understand premises at all. I didn't get any of that stuff. But I think I think people that watch it now have a lot harder time accepting some of the things that happen in the movie. Because I mean, just like, I mean, again, I saw a lot of these movies when I was a kid. So I just believed into all of it. But there's people that all have watched the original Nightmare movie and they'll be like, they'll pick it apart in certain scenes and I'm like, dude, you gotta remember this came out like in the eighties. Like right. you've seen all these other horror movies and you're thinking, Oh, this movie stole from this or they took, right, they right. did this, this and this, and this movie did it better. I'm like, no, 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 no. Dear child. Like all of this stuff has been like redone a thousand times. And this is when it was done first. And when it was like innovative and right. so many people have a problem going but i still think it i still think the whole screen franchise holds but yeah. there's some people that go back to the 96 one and they're like but this doesn't make sense why wouldn't you do this i'm like y'all cell phones just came out they didn't even have caller id well, right. well, like, I mean, like, that wasn't even a thing it, they still had answering machines well it's yeah. it, it, like you have your 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 movies like the thing from another world oh and yeah then the remake known as John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. Yep. And then you have uh, the attempt to restart the entire franchise by doing a movie that, yep. you know, what happened to the base camp that you saw in The Thing prior to the events of The I mean, you know, you, you could take things from any different ways and, but you, you know, it is really about the scare and how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's the anticipation, it's the cast, it's 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 all kinds of stuff. And for me, I mean, I have found, you know, I, I've, I've had, had a lot of good memories watching films like that. You know, if you couldn't tell, because for me, it was the thing. Uh, it's a good movie. It well, it's, it's, yeah, but I can only watch that movie once every couple of years, though. You know, oh, dude, a, I watch Scream once a month. Oh, is that bad? Uh, no, 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 no. It's like me with the Matrix. I kept watching the Matrix Revolutions. You know, every it seemed like every every other month. It seemed like yeah, Scream I, and I Scream Four with... are the two out of that franchise that I watch the most of. But yeah, I watch them like every month. Yeah, I, I did that with the '89 Batman. Just gonna watch it over and over and over again. I yeah. watch 
I watch the 89 Batman once a month, too. That mm. and Beetlejuice and Clue. Those are my rotations. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> rotation. Those are my happy mine, movies. <laughs> my, mine, was, my, mine was Murder by Death because I oh. love laughing. I just That's a good movie. Laughing. I know, right? And you saw what I meant by that, right? The people mm -hmm. that made Clue took a lot from Murder by Death. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Clue, oh, God. I They keep talking about remaking Clue, and I'm just like... No. Now I know why adults were so mad when I was younger, <laughs> when they were like remaking stuff or making a cartoon into a live action. I'm like, why are you so mad? This is going to be great. And now I'm at that age where I'm like, I get it. I'm so angry all the time. <laughs> My thing is, is like, stop making remakes. And like, if you're going to do Clue, tell a kind of different story, but, right. you know, like a sequel to it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do it, don't make a remake. I'm kind of tired of the mix. I well, and you can't make it the same. Like, that is those actors. Yeah. Like, right. th that movie is works because of the actor's timing. It does. Like, that's it's not going to work with anybody else. Nope. That's yeah. the thing about Murder by Death. You know, you, I would all, I'd always hope that Neil Simon would get around to doing a pseudo-sequel with another yeah. group mm -hmm. of, of, of uh, mystery-type characters because we've had a big change. You know, when that film came out, mm -hmm. Everything was changing as far as how people tell mystery stories and how we as right. a country, as a society, see those types of characters now. And yet we still are experiencing some of the problems and issues that Murder by Death, or in this case, Lionel Twain, that he complained about, you know, and there, there's a lot more that needs to be said on that, I think. And so doing an updated version with a new group of characters would be phenomenal right you know i'd love yeah, to see, see and that's that's the key though a new group of characters like right. yeah characters. Right. don't just the same thing right yeah and they're like ryan reynolds is gonna be in it nothing against ryan reynolds it's not gonna play the same like i promise you right. like i promise it's not gonna play the same like yeah. it, it just won't do it yeah, it, you, you do need a new group of actors, and and you need you you need some characters that you can call them the same things, but you can change the circumstances a little bit. Uh, yeah, kind of doesn't have to be the word for word, and that's what they'll do. Yeah, they'll well, try and they just repurpose the script. It's like yeah, that's um, it's pointless. With those characters in Clue, what's great about it is that's not their real names anyway. So you could literally yeah. bring in anyone and be, this is Mrs. Peacock, this is Miss Scarlet. Like, mm -hmm. you could anyone and change the backstory for each of them. Yeah. That would work. But you can't try, like, I, I'm kind of over, like, the remakes, like, trying to do it word for word or even, like, so similar, right. but it's the same story again and again right. and again. Every just, Disney live-action movie lately. Since, no, 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 no. Since the 90s, this is all because of what they did with Robin Williams and Flubber. That was the beginning of it. Because yeah. there had already been Flubber movies before. Right. There was. You just had a whole oh. new generation of people that didn't know that. But just mm -hmm. because no. they didn't know doesn't make it not true. No, and you, so, right. That doesn't make it right. Yeah. I understand the, the, the recent idea of taking whatever was successful animated and then making it live action just because you want to. Well, and, and let's face it. Being script, and you're like, really? No. Let's face it. In my opinion, the only live action movie we have ever needed out of Disney is Hercules. In my opinion. 
Because Hercules, that cartoon, next to, again, my opinions only, yeah, the Hercules yeah. Disney cartoon next to the Immortals movie with Henry Cavill are two of the best <laughs> Greek mythology movies ever. And one of them's a cartoon. You literally could just make that live action and you would have like the best Hercules movie ever. Yeah. But they, they'd have a way of messing it up when they do live action. The only thing I don't want them to do is make Hera like the good mother to Hercules. Like, don't, right. don't even... Like, like, yeah. Oh, the big thing with that, I was like, I know it's Disney and I know it's cartoons, but you can at least yeah, call they, her stepmother. You know yeah, what? they could, they couldn't do what she really does. Oh no, no, but, but, but they could have <laughs> at least called her stepmother, right? Like, Disney. I love that movie. You know what though? I keep hoping that Disney wises up and does a proper sequel to Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I mean, a proper um, sequel. Yeah, yeah, but because. Whereas you have Mary Poppins, that wasn't really calling for a sequel. But Bedknobs and Broomsticks, of course. I mean, you've got the war. Come on. What happened yeah. to all those characters and, and all the magical stuff they went through? I mean, I know the Bedknobs and Broomsticks is kind of like a, a variation on... Well, it's a great movie, but I mean, it's kind of like a variation on Mary Poppins. It is. But that one, yeah. you know, I think does a little bit more. And, and uh, you know, I would love to see a remake of Island at the Top of the World, another Disney classic that uh, I know a lot of you out there may not have heard of. But trust me, you know, if you if you go to Disney uh, Plus and look it up, it was an incredible adventure movie. Yeah. And making it nowadays with the kinds of sensibilities and technology <coughs> you have now, you're talking a movie about characters in a dirigible trying mm -hmm. to yeah. find a group of lost characters who end up meeting with Vikings and other things. I mean, nowadays we could do some amazing stuff with that story, but you know, I think Disney just needs to take a break. <laughs> I think they, they just, I think money. they just need to Whether take, or not. I just think they need to take a year and just take a break and just mm -hmm. take a breather. And then maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Go to some conventions and just listen. Like, don't even ask questions. Just kind of listen to what people are like. Oh man, I really want this. Or oh man, like, wouldn't it be cool if they did this? And just well, take a year and just write notes. Yeah. Instead of just cramming a thousand things. Like, I think this year they've only had two movies that have done well, and the rest of them they've all lost money. Yeah, they've all lost money. Like that's and insane. That's Guardians Volume Three. And Avatar Way of Water. And Avatar technically isn't doesn't count because Disney only distributed the movie. They didn't pay for it. So yep. basically a lot of that money went straight to James Cameron. And James which, Cameron is so much money. Oh, he is he, look, he's a total pimp, man. He he's got this down. Oh man, he's got this down. Um oh yeah. I wonder James if James Cameron, Cameron wants to fund the sequel. He might oh, he, to yeah, Happy he, Halloween. Oh, <laughs> does he want it in there. the water? We'll put it in the water <laughs> if that's what he wants. <laughs> we can make we can, can make a Fern Gully movie with killers. <laughs> it's fine. I'll do, do it that with blue people. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Hey, she'll make well, it work. She'll I'll make sacrifices. Yes, she will make that work. If if we got money and the, the cast and crew got paid, I bet you they'd be like, Yeah, we'll be blue. <laughs> like whatever whatever you want. Look, yeah. if, if, if James Cameron's given oh, go ahead. But everybody goes for Halloween dresses 
for Halloween is the Avatar people. There you go. See yep. your story, but they're all dressed as it's for, they're, for Halloween. They're all dressed up as Avatar people. Um, fun story. Our sequel is actually a Fourth of July movie. Ooh. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. You got the blue cup right there. See there. Yeah. 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 Well, there'll be a lot of red. Yeah. Red. There will be blood. There will be blood tonight. Blood. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. The script is even done, but we're excited about it. That's awesome, Britt. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Wow, wow, wow. Well, my husband was hoping there'd be lots of blood and a happy Halloween because he's like, did you know he, he, he was the head haunt at Hotel of Terror for 25 years? So he's just like, oh, I want it to be scary. And I was like, oh, it, it's Brittany. There'll probably be a lot of blood. Now you know, you're saying there's not as much blood. So I won't. There's, die. yeah, there, there's, I'm not. I'm not saying there's not any blood. There's blood. Um, I just like, I mean, and David and Emma and Ellie know because I, I talk to him about it a lot. But I'm just like, man, I just, I wish we could have like doused them. But there's just scenes like, because we had to change our schedule a few different times. We've had to change schedules. So originally we had it filmed uh, like we were going to be filming. Because the, the bulk of it happens at a corn maze like tents inside a corn maze, like at a dance. Um, so there's multiple different tents they go through. Um, so originally like that stuff was going to be shot pretty much in sequence. So we would know like blood wise where we had to be for the next stuff, but we had to move our schedule like a couple different times. So some of those pieces got moved mm -hmm. and some of the stuff that we shot at the end had to be shot first. So some of that stuff we had to shoot first to where we had to make decisions to, and then figure out a way to match it. Yeah. Like when we went back to shoot the beginning of the scene, um, that, and it's always hard. Like people just don't realize like how much, I mean, our corn maze days, it was, um, most days were between 11 and 12 hours. Most corn maze days that we had, mm -hmm. um, a long time. It's just, it's just a lot. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just the physicality and yeah, it's, it's just one of those things when you don't have the money to have like a lot of people on board. Right. Um, sometimes it just makes it makes it harder. But like, I'm really excited about it. It's really colorful. Like, I love something I love about Halloween is all the lights, mm -hmm. and that's something that me and David talked about for like a year before we were filming and all of our pre-production. So we have a lot of fun colors, like greens and pinks and blues. That's your steel, the steel from your Facebook page, the one I showed earlier. Oh yeah. Just that one. Yep, that's one of that's one of our core maze days. The amazing Emma, yeah. Yeah, just those colors like all around, like- It, it pops out. And purples and the orange and the mm -hmm. yellow and you know, it just looks very colorful. So. Yeah, David did a great job. He lit. I mean, not only is he our DP and our editor and our producer, he lit. He lit everything too. Like so, out there in the corn and and in the tents. Like anytime you see the tent stuff, the all those pinks and blues and stuff like that. We worked on like what colors look well together. Right. You know what I mean? What's gonna look well on people's skin and stuff like that. So a lot goes into it. Like. People think you just throw up lights, but he no. he's a genius when it comes to that stuff. So <laughs> you have to shout have out, yeah. shout out, David. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, even on stage, you have to have a lighting director, like mm -hmm. different types of things. And, and not only like on their skin or how they're going to look playing against each other, but also to create a mood or like mm -hmm. super important. Yeah. Uh, so. It's a whole, it's a vibe. It's sometimes, right. sometimes your lighting becomes like a character of the film. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like once, once it hits nighttime, um, almost, I think almost every shot we have at night has some type of a color in it, except for like a couple and like, a, a, a whole chunk of the script happens like at a corn maze so there's a lot of a lot of to do when it came to night stuff but yeah we shot at the aurora corn maze they're mm -hmm. super awesome shout out to them they're super awesome they're good people um but yeah we just we went out there and we we're in a, in a corn maze running around <laughs> and then our tent stuff or somebody somewhere else so that's fun though movie magic I've only been on a movie set like twice and it was costumes. I was working on costumes. So I wasn't like on the set set. I was like behind, you know, like making sure everything was on people. <laughs> oh, see, and we're, we're all just doing that for them. Like we had a couple of malfunctions. We had a toga that gave us a lot of fits. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think it's easy. You think, you know, what's easy. We'll just write in this guy's wearing a toga. <laughs> It's not that easy. It's not an easy costume. You think wings? Super easy. When it's no. windy, not so much. Right, right. No. Oh, ridiculous. Windy or like if they, if, if you're in a in corn maze and you, you can't have them too big and you can't, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? You still want them to look, yeah, no. I, when you have a four shot, you have to stand slightly behind the other characters so your wings aren't in their face. Yeah. Right. Lots of things to think about. <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's hard it's hard people it is i'm think that's why i'm thankful though like i'm really thankful for everybody because i'm nervous i'll probably throw up like a thousand times when like the day that we premiere because i'm just nervous because like i said it's over 15 years so it's like right. blood sweat and tears and you just want people to like it you know you want right. your actors to be happy and you want your crew and your cast just everybody to be happy and proud and so, and then you want everybody else to come and like it and enjoy it. And it's just not everybody's going to like everything. And that's a very hard pill for me to swallow sure. and a very hard concept for me to grasp. Yeah. Um, well, well, but Brittany, we'll see. Would you be willing to, you know, take, say, let's say that James Gunn calls you up and says, Brittany, I kind of like your work. Would you be interested in handling one of my DC films? That's a silly question. hundred <laughs> percent. I love DC. Are you kidding me? Do you think he'd let me do the new Superman movie and I would recast Henry Cavill? That would be my first step. <laughs> you just want to work with Henry Cavill. A hundred percent. In that Superman suit? Yes, I do. Yep. He just did what? First course of action. No, I would, I really wouldn't, I want to do a Batgirl. Like, I would want to do a Batgirl movie. I have... I have comics that I've like started and stopped mm. where I've written of like uh, Gotham city sirens and Batgirl and stuff like that, oh, where Batgirl messes with the city sirens and oh. like, that's, that's what I would want to do. Like if I'm being honest, I would love to do, I would love to do a Batgirl movie. 
Uh, doesn't that just break like. your heart to find out that the Birds of Prey script was originally written based on the comic? That the script that they got yeah. was pretty much a great translation of the comic, yep. only to yeah. have been messed up because. Yeah. And I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I do love the Birds of Prey movie. I think it's a fun movie. And I think Margot's fighting style straight up looks like the fighting style from the comic books. Mm -hmm. Right. Would I have liked it to have been accurate? 100%. Did I have a blast watching it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Would I like to see her in a Gotham City Sirens movie? Yes. Like, <laughs> I would. But I only think it would work if it was... Um, and I'm not like... I'm not like... It has to just be women. But I think to make that city, the Gotham City Sirens movie to work, I really think you would have to have Batgirl as like your backdrop instead of it being Batman kind of mm -hmm. going after him. Like, I really think it should be her as like the backdrop person yeah. Yeah. and be like the way that they could introduce her into the DC um, without just shoehorning her into a Batman movie yeah. um, or just trying to do one on her own. Nothing against what they've done, but like, I didn't like any of the stills. I hate the purple and gold outfit. She's my least favorite Batgirl. Like the yellow combat boots, I just I've never dug that style. Mm -hmm. I like um, I like the Gale, um, Batgirl, like you know, um, where she's got well, the armor plate, black mm -hmm. and gold. Oh yeah, where yeah, she yeah, 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 she yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the whole run where she comes right back from. It's like after the Killing Joke, and she's yeah. just gotten her legs back. To me, like that's your best type of story you could tell with Batgirl is like somebody that was paralyzed forever and then comes back and the first thing she does is put the cape and cow back on mm -hmm. and she's rusty and she doesn't want to help because she wants to prove she can do it and she's literally putting herself in danger over and over again like she's getting her cow busted open because it's like not only is she rusty her equipment's rusty and then she comes to grips with the I took his symbol and I didn't even like I didn't earn it and she takes the symbol off. Like that's the background they should be doing. Not the, I'm going to use my phone and take selfies and like, let's get mm -hmm. a fan page for Batman. Like that's like, in my opinion, the worst type of Batgirl movie you could do, but yeah. I just don't think it does justice to the character. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Long no. story. Not so short. Yes. Well, I would I, do a DC movie. <laughs> I, I, I like that idea. I, I, I think that would be a, a great uh, Batgirl story. So I'm with you. I may or may have not have stuff written. James Gunn, <laughs> just just throw that, throwing that out there. Hey, if you'd like to talk, Brittany, I just want to submit my resume. I, I will be happy to uh, work with you on that when when you get the call from James Gunn. Let's do it. I heard it here, folks. Brittany doing the new Batgirl movie. Who <laughs> would be whatever? Do whatever. It's it's freaking Batman and it's DC, and he would be like. I'm down to do whatever you need me to do. That's your well, thumbnail. This goes I, viral. You're welcome, Larry. This is going to go viral. And everyone's like, local Missouri person in talks with James Gunn? Yeah. To direct new Batgirl movie? <laughs> I could kind of slip that into an article. Yes. You know what? On, uh, I, all sorts of places. I, I, as much as I love the character of Batman and I love a lot of the movies, let me just officially say that... Uh, while I've enjoyed other films that this person has made, Matt Reeves, dude, no. 
sorry. No. No. Dumb Seven. I, I don't enjoy that movie. I, I, I just didn't. It, it needed another two or three passes. That script needed a little more work. A little more work. I like you feel like just a tad. Just, just, because you, you can't, you can't write a story where all the cops hate him and him be knocked out and you move his body to the police station inside an interrogation room surrounded by cops who hate him and nobody's taken off his mask. Right. But, come on. That's, it's realistic. <laughs> well, you got to respect the mask. You got to respect it. You don't take that off. Not I mean, if they I... all hate him. Only Gordon likes him, and he Gordon did not pick up Batman himself and carry him there. I think right. it's I think it's a bummer because I think Pattinson did a great job. Like I love the detective yes. side of it. You know what I mean? Like the gadgets and the detective, well, like the contacts being stuck to his eyes, and like, I, I, like I, I, that stuff. All that was great. The Riddler, like I just I don't like what they did with him. I hated his outfit. Should, should me been, out. I, well, that's the thing. It kills me that Matt Reeves got rid of uh, a really, really, really good Batflex script and, and decided to rewrite it and make it something closer to, as he said, closer to what he read in the Batman comics. But the film he ended up making had a lot of problems. And instead of people going, well, it was just year two, you can't cover up the problems with that script by saying it's his second year. For one thing, uh, one would think that if you are one of the smartest people out there, both you and Gordon, wouldn't get tripped up by Spanish. Oh, yeah. It's a hard language. I mean, on, is, it, is it really that hard? Really? Yeah, I didn't do well. <laughs> I, took it, I took it twice really? in high school. Didn't do well. And, and, and then, and then, and then you have, and then you have uh, the, the, the whole thing. It's like you've trained with the League of Shadows. So really, that whole stealth thing goes right out the window. I mean, is this the guy for whom he Rachel said it was would... a <laughs> it's, said it was it just... that they brought him to the police station? Nobody took off his mask because they all hated him. And then Brittany did say that she didn't like what they the, the outfit with the Riddler. Sorry, okay. do you love that outfit? The, the I don't Riddler, like it. I, yeah, the Riddler. He looks like I the love, Zodiac killer. But, he looks yeah, like the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually the idea. But once I saw the movie, I was like, okay, I understand it now. I, and, it's not that I don't understand it. I just don't like it. Yeah, I, was, I, was I get it. I just uh, felt like the Riddler isn't the Zodiac Killer. I, and he's very like, I, I thought, ha, ha, ha. Like, I've got a cane and like question marks. And then I was like, what are you doing? Because the so beginning was great. Like yes. that opening, like I was like, ooh. Shoot, we're we're in for something. Greatest depiction of the Riddler ever, hands down, bar none. The what? End. No way. I'll tell. I'll go to my grave, Jim Carrey. With the unhealthy obsession with the Riddler. It is Jim a guy Carrey. So obsessed Jim Carrey with was Batman. Playing Jim Carrey. Jim playing Carrey played a hundred percent Joker while dressed as the Riddler. Hundred percent, and I loved it. Also played a terrible version of. Joker while dressed as Two Face, which was weird. But anyway, no, loved it. He is he's loved it. Batman. He's obsessed with proving himself to be smarter than Batman, and that is his whole thing. Like, so doing the whole Zodiac deal in this is like, oh, I'm obsessed oh, with this dude God. in a mask. I should wear a mask too. I'll do this, and then when Batman exposes him, that whole prison scene where like he's talking to him in Arkham and everything, 
that explained everything where he's just like, wow, I was completely wrong and you're a dick and um, no, I'm going to, you know, so it like, it was kind of the seeds being planted for what would become what we know as Riddler from the comics. Has the question, and I could be wrong. I don't know a lot about the Riddler. I do not like this Riddler, but has he ever wore a mask before? Um, Answer me honestly, because I don't know. Has he ever worn a mask before? Not Riddler proper, which is right. why. So uh, that's so that's that's my big problem. Yeah, it'd be that, different. That's that's like that's like doing that's like doing a in my opinion, that's like doing a Batgirl, and saying yeah, but this time we're not going to have her. She's not going to wear a a bat cow at all. Right. And I'd be like, but why? She's always worn one. So, so I'm like, oh, is she Oracle? No, she's Batgirl. So right. why are we calling her Batgirl? Oh, so it's the MCU where no one wears masks. Uh, right, exactly. In my opinion, you should be wearing a mask if you've got a mask in the comic. And, and if you're going to use the serial killer, if you're going to make a big deal out of rewriting a really good script because you are such a fan of the comics and you needed a serial killer, why couldn't you have just used Professor Pig? Yeah, dude, God. yeah, because he yeah. is one. I mean, I've been saying I want to see, like, the darkest Batman movie ever where it's Victor Zaz and Professor Pig doing a thing. But uh, See, and that's my thing is it just didn't feel like a – he just didn't feel like Riddler to me. Like, that yeah. was my problem is it felt like – like he said, it felt like they just said, we want to do Riddler again. We're well, just going to put him of, in this spot. Yeah, they were doing proto is what they were doing. Very, very proto-Riddler. So Riddler's whole – his whole thing, like – if, if he ever proved to be... Okay, my favorite Riddler moment ever kind of sums it up. Um, so he's sitting there, Batman and Riddler kind of going back and forth, and he's like, something, 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 don't you think? Bruce kind of gets all cocky about it. And Batman just kind of stands there for a second, and he says, what time is it when you find a re a, an elephant in your refrigerator? Riddler's like, what are you talking about? What time is it when you find an elephant in your refrigerator? It's time to get a new refrigerator. Everybody knows that one. He's like, exactly. That's why you won't tell anybody who I am. Because what's the point of a riddle that everyone knows the answer to? Damn it. He realizes, like, his whole thing is like, I want to prove that I am smarter than the world's greatest detective. And I get so that. This movie is yeah, and I, I, like, I get it. I just don't yeah. like it. He just, right. he's, I want my Batman characters to have vibrant costumes. Yeah. So I, I, I just do. I, don't, I, oh, I didn't like what they did with the Joker in this one. Yeah. His face looked cool. Great. I yeah. want a dude with green hair, white skin, and yeah. red across his face. Whether that's because he's cut it up and it's scarred, like, I don't care. I want my Two-Face to look like Jack, uh, not Jack Nicholson, like uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I want him to have. I literally want his face to be a different color, and I want his suits half of them to be a different color, or right. just don't do Two Face. Like yeah. that's just that's just me though. Like I, I don't know. Like and everybody's showing all the Hugh Jackman stuff where he's in blue and yellow. I yeah. really think I'm thinking it's gonna be more than likely it's gonna be a gag. Like because they keep showing the first time of Hugh Jackman's on set. I've seen it like four times. Yeah. And he's in something different every time. 
Right. Well, I would love to believe we're going to have his yellow and blue suit the whole entire time, and he's going to have a, a, a cowl on with his little horns. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. I want that. We should have that. Or don't do the character. Like, that's my thing. I think yeah. it's a great movie. I, I loved the movie. I enjoyed it. It's by nowhere near the top of my Batman list. Like, yeah. nowhere close. It's probably... Yeah. Next to Batman and Robin, it's like one of my least favorite Batman movies. Because well, it's just not me, as fun. It's just it me, just isn't as fun. For me, Matt better Reeves, than the Dark Knight, I guess. The Dark Knight oh, Rises. I guess I, I didn't like that one. I've always said to do an accurate depiction of the Riddler on film, you would basically have to make Saw with Batman. And I've wanted that for years. And this was as close as I feel like we're ever gonna get to that. Well, so, I, I just basically I'm this just not, was not this was not the Riddler. This was proto Riddler. This is like the guy that you can see on his way to becoming the Riddler. See, so and like I think that, I'm just, I think that, I'm just tired of that in movies. Like, just give you that's the right. Yeah. That's that's why I liked Batman okay. vs Superman so much is because we got a Batman that had been Batman for thirty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had lost a Robin already. You know he's got a Batgirl out there. You know he's fought all of these other crazy people. Like, I don't... I, I have family members that have never seen Batman movies, but I guarantee you they can tell you how Batman became Batman because they do it in, like, every freaking movie. And then it's like, hey, let's show you how Bruce becomes Batman. I don't care. So, I've seen did, it. I don't care. How become Batman? Who? Mark? Clark. How did Clark become Batman? Oh, oh easy. Be I, because he's. I can't. I can't. We don't have time to get into this. Batman v Superman is all. Superman is just Batman. Yes. With superpowers. Yes. It's all he, he is. Yeah, but Larry, Larry, I've told you before. You know how they got to that point. Stupidity. Stupidity is how they got to that right. point. Make <laughs> Superman super and not Batman. <laughs> I I I love Henry Cavill. The Warner Brothers execs told Zack Snyder that he is hands down excited about about Corn Sweat getting getting the Superman role. Like as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, he needs to be the next Superman. And then fast forward six months or whatever it was, and suddenly he's like the top runner, and now he's got the role. I'm like, he looks like Cavill's younger brother. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what's crazy? Yeah, is he looks not, just like Henry Cavill, but smaller. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, that, he's not that much younger. That's the only yeah. thing about him. He's not. He's not that much younger. But he looks so younger. He, that, that's he does all look younger, about. but he's really not that much younger. And that's what and, kills me. Is yeah. that was their whole reason is we want a younger guy. So I'm expecting somebody that's like 25. I'm like, right. okay, we're going to get somebody that's like 25 and we're just going to bulk them up. And when they said he was 31, I was like, are you kidding me? So I'm losing Henry Cavill for a dude that's barely younger than him. Yeah. James Gunn. <laughs> we're going to have to retalk this Batgirl movie that we're doing. <laughs> we were I'm just saying, ultimately, you know, there is a lot to be said when you tell people what you're aiming for and you don't even seem to come close to that. And with Matt oh. Reeves, I totally am not convinced that he's as big of a Batman fan as <laughs> Batman. You know, I can definitely tell you that that script that he threw away in favor of writing oh, yeah. this one. Yeah, oh, God, it is like, it is every Batman fan's oh. wet dream. It is... We missed big. I mean, we missed 
huge. And again, we will absolutely never see in a Batman movie. Period. Ah, that's the Affleck one, right? Yes. <laughs> Look up. It is. It would have been absolutely the script for it. It's like John. If if the people behind John Wick yeah, woke up one day and said, "Let's make a Batman movie," yeah, it's just sad. It would have been awesome. And Aff, that was the one that Affleck was going to direct and yes, and star in, right? Star in it. And I mean, like, I'm gonna go, Keith, you can back me up on this. Ninety. I'm going to say ninety-two percent. Of it was ripped directly off a comic book page. Comic, yeah, that's how. In my opinion, figure. that's how it should be. If yeah. you're gonna write a comic Three. book, if if you enjoyed the warehouse scene in Batman v Superman, think of an entire movie structured like that. That's so all good. The fight scenes. And that, just... That's a good fight scene. I, I grant you that. It, oh, it's it, one, that's one of the top three best ever yeah. in comic book movies. No, I, I agree. That that was a great scene. There are things I like about that movie. I just don't yes. like now how Cavill is directed because I like Cavill and I like him in other things and I didn't hate him. I actually I kind of liked him in Justice League. Did you like him in Hellraiser Hellworld? Did I like him in what? <laughs> it, that was one of his first movies was Hellraiser Hellworld. You know He was real young. He was seventeen and he was this big around. He was tiny. Yeah, he was. I guarantee you he did that movie right after he did The Man in the Iron Mask. Yep. That I've seen, which is good. I my my big issue and we've discussed this before. They had plans. Like they had plans. They were Zach they were wanting to have the Superman we were seeing mm-hmm. and him going through the things he was going through to get to the Man of Hope. Like, yes. the next Superman movie was going to be that. And they, they wanted to show you that, like, but just because he's from another like planet, like, he has, he has to get there. Like, yeah, that, you said you don't like it when they do that. Just get him to the character that you know. You said that well, with Riddler. I with heard Sup- that with Superman. Superman could be the character of like, down the road. Okay. Yeah. With, Su- with Superman, they weren't necessarily just retelling his backstory, though. They were giving you a darker Superman showing what happens to humanity. They were trying to put a level of humanity into him, of showing like why he needs Lois, like why he actually needs these human emotions, so he doesn't go into this crazy, horrible guy. Like he actually needs these people. So like their hope and his hope start to match, and like they had a they had like a a whole new thing they were planning on doing with them, but they wanted to show you like what could happen because they had dark side that was coming to show you like, Hey, you guys thought like he was dark here. You have no clue like what he can become if he loses Lois. And so they wanted to show you that to get to the bright hope to lose it when dark side comes. Like literally we lost out on like what was going to be probably one of the best franchises in history. We're not going to get any of those nightmare movies. Nope. We're not going to get the. We're not going to get the dark side stuff. We're not going to get any of it. We're not, we're and not all of that was planned. Like that's sad. The post uh, Suicide Squad stuff. Yeah. How that fit in the real Suicide Squad movie well, fit in with the what story so they were telling. Sad. All these movies were groundwork for things that were supposed to happen like several movies from now. Yep. But that's and they were building, like, all of it was building towards what would essentially be Justice League 2, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
Yep. If you want to reset the DCU, why did you not go ahead and make Crisis on Infinite Earths and now you have an in-movie excuse to reset everything? Where'd you get the well, Flash that, movie? Well, that, that was the Flash movie. They, the Flash they, didn't, movie. they didn't even reset it properly. Yeah. Like Zack Snyder told them when they wanted to do Flashpoint, he said, guys, let us do this stuff, and when you release Flashpoint, we can split it, and you can have two worlds, and you could do all of your new guys if you wanted, and then we can keep these guys still here. If you yeah. wanted to still use them, we could, because now in this movie, you've shown what's happening. And yeah. WB was like, to flip well, them off and said no. It was a lot of around about. Uh, I think it's. I think it's Netflix actually is is talking to Zack Snyder about the possibility, or is it even possible to continue the Snyderverse? Well, I'm I'm not even going to pretend like that's an option because I can't be hurt anymore. I can't take it. I can't take down, any more pain. It comes down to the fact that you had a lot of money spent by people who didn't know what they were doing and didn't really care. And yeah. all they really cared about was not making the same mistakes that Marvel had made with Robert Downey Jr., which is by having an actor that's going to cost you so much money right. that you literally are breaking the bank before you've even filmed anything just by casting them. And yeah. so I understand what they were going for, but they did it in bad faith, which is the reason why those people aren't working there anymore. You had these executives yeah. tell Zack Snyder that what you're planning with Henry Cavill isn't our plan. The plan we want is that we originally wanted Christopher Nolan's version of Batman, and we wanted to use that as the template for how we were going to use our DC characters. Yeah. And I would have been that bummed at that. And it yeah. wasn't that Zack Snyder planned all that. Zack Snyder was planning on doing the Superman that Henry Cavill wanted to do. But they yeah. were prevented from it. So what he did was he did exactly what he was told. They said, look, if you want to continue to work on these movies, if we're going to do this, you got to do it our way. He said, fine. He wrote a storyline that would allow them to bring in more characters, all this stuff, sell stuff, do whatever to get to that end. Yeah. And so in having Justice League 2 and 3, you were going to make it possible to tell this huge story. Like, here's another little tidbit that I never told you guys before. The whole thing that the Joker also reveals in Zack Snyder's Justice League is that, remember, when you first saw Nightmare Batman and Superman killed him, that's because he actually did die. He did. He keeps coming back. All these slightly different versions of the Nightmare Universe are all different. Um, are all different. Yeah, well, kind of a reset type thing. So every time yeah. it happens, that's what the Joker was saying, that Bruce didn't have the guts to actually die. And we're not going to get any of it. We're not going to get any of that. You know? <laughs> like, Brittany, it makes me so mad. It makes and it's stupid. My, I'm telling you, I told Keith this at Tremendicon. Like he has a way of getting my blood pressure through the I'm roof. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> like because like it kills me. Like I don't. I just recently, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, I just rewatched the entire Snyder cut again, and just looking like the story, gorgeous, the visual effects. Some, I love Snyder movies. It is. In BVS, I liked it. I did too. Some of the best visual effects I have ever seen 
in a comic book movie were in Watchmen mm-hmm. in the Zack oh. Snyder Justice League. And, yes. and I don't, I would not trust or put faith in anybody that watched that scene with the flash turning back time and running and like literally stepping and you see like the ground forming reality like, coming back. Yeah. Seeing that I don't trust anybody and I don't think anybody should that saw that scene and said, you know what we need here instead? He's going to put some people in a truck and we're going to push that truck out of the way. Yeah. That's literally what they did. Yeah. You can't look at that and tell me that that's not one of the most beautiful. And I don't like Ezra Miller. Like I, I know he's off his yeah, rocker, yeah. He's, he's crazy. but he's that, crazy. that scene is mm-hmm. so beautiful. It yeah. is beautiful. And you have it in a superhero movie. There's such great moments in that movie and the visual effects are stunning. Martian and it's Manager. so, yeah, it's so heartwarming. Like when you see Clark and Lois back together, like, all yeah. of this stuff is beautiful when they fight Clark and like you see him turning slowly and looking at the flash, like all that stuff, like it is gorgeous. And like the fact that they watched that movie and they were like, nah. no, nah. you know, I don't think this is going to work. And Zack Snyder just re- he, he shot the nightmare scene in the scene with Martian Manhunter. Everyone's acting like he shot all these other scenes. No, he didn't. That's what he wanted in the movie, and they told him it's not good. Cut it out. And then you had the Adam. You had the Adam in the movie. We were gonna have. I mean, we, he had set it up that it was a living, breathing Ooh. universe. The fact that the Martian yeah. Manhunter was already wow. here and has technically been here since Man of Steel. Yeah, it's like. Ah, and we ah. and we were gonna have Green Lantern. Like he was gonna have another Lantern be yep. in the movie. Yep. And here, like here, in Steppenwolf tell them that like when he's like they've got no kryptonians they have no lanterns and you're like lanterns plural like they're like yeah guys we live in a world where there's a whole bunch of them whole bunch of them and you get to see them fighting with the olympians like i don't i don't know how anybody like honestly if you hate Zack snyder if you hate everything he does you cannot I don't believe them because I think they're lying. Like you can't watch that movie and not say that this is an amazing movie. Like it's visually stunning. We, we, like I don't we, think anybody can. It, it it was the closest that I got, in my opinion, to seeing some of these characters truly come to life. And even some of the yeah. ones. These aren't all the characters that I wanted, but I love that universe. I love how they were yeah, written. So cool. I love I love how you could tell that Zack Snyder actually did not only just read the comics, he saw a lot of the cartoons. He saw mm-hmm. a lot of the, he, he just took things from everywhere. He took things from the video games. He took yeah. things from everything and just mixed it into uh, just, just how he had spread everything out. And again, I just think that there's no way you can look at Ben Affleck and not see the Batman, the anim- animated series version yeah. of Bruce Wayne. I mean, he, he, he was literally Bruce come to life. He had the smirk down. He had everything. And this is, again, this is an actor who, like a few other actors, including, uh, 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 you know, Ryan Reynolds was born to be Batman. Yeah. You know, uh, Bruce, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Ben Affleck was born to be Batman. He's well, the perfect life- Bruce Wayne, too. Like, he yeah. does, he does both. In yeah, my he- opinion, he's the only one that's gotten both pulled off. 
Yes, right. he and he's the one guy that has played the character that you only see Bruce Wayne when Bruce Wayne is around other people. But he goes from mm-hmm. that smile to as soon as he yeah. walks out the door, that smile is gone and he is mm-hmm. back in Batman. Yeah, and he's so dark. Like he just seems so much darker. That's like when one- people aren't around. Like it's awesome. There is one little simple fact about Batman that that how that every director that's going to make a Batman movie needs to know before you go into it. Batman is not a mask. Bruce Wayne is the mask. The man is Batman. Mm -hmm. And I think think Zack Snyder gets that. Like, I think Ben Affleck gets that. Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Oh, God, he's so good. The comments, you know, it's like, oh, it seems like you have a date, Miss... Yeah, Miss Prince. At least somebody around here does. I mean, you know, it's just, I, I just, I, Jeremy Irons is just a great actor. To have him as Alfred was a uh, freaking amazing. And that again, and like God, and like when he comes back, like when he's telling Alfred Faith. But I was good to see you all. Good to see you. Like, like when he's telling him about like Faith and stuff, like, <sighs> like, and he's getting into the ship. He's like, hey man. He's like. It's like faith. He's like, how do you know he's gonna come? He's like faith. Like, is he have faith? Like, this is like the first time Batman had faith, and like since he was a kid, he's like, I'm putting all of this on this one guy because I have faith he's gonna come through. And then when he comes and like he's like, oh hey, he said you would come, and like cold chills, and like the whole scene where he's actually where Superman actually gets there, you can see they're starting to turn him into the Superman everybody mm-hmm. wanted when the axe hits him, oh, and he just says. Kid. He just says, not impressed, and just has a little smile on his face because it's like he finally understands what he's supposed to be. Like, he knows now, like, what he's supposed to be, and he's doing that. Uh, and, the, and the fact that we're not going to get it, just, it, it, it makes see, me crazy. Well, absolutely Kirby, crazy. To see Jack Kirby's fourth world realized with Darkseid and, and, and all of Apocalypse, to me was worth the price of any admission to pay to go see any movie that that's in. Because uh, again, you, you, you announce that they're making justice league two. It's an instant hit on, on okay. any streaming service. If you, and, if, if they said they were just doing the nightmare, if they said we're doing Batman nightmare, everybody would lose their ever love in mind. I know I would. They'd have to put God, it, in that scene, like where you're seeing Dark Side, like when you're seeing like all the vision, and like uh, Dark Side is making all of Diana's people watch as she's dead with the coins mm-hmm. on her eyes. Yeah. And then, like, you see it, his beams go through the uh, water, and he just like turns and looks at camera. I'm like, how do you guys not want this movie? How is anybody watching this it, saying, it, I don't want more? I just, I, I feel just stupid. That, like, it makes me feel dumb. It is a universe that is as alive as anything that they've committed for the MCU. It may not be as many films, but for the amount of time they had and and the actors that they had, they made it real, they made it vibrant, and they made it just as competitive. Again, you know, it's not the same box office, but to be fair, DC's got two acting Academy Awards. So who said life was fair? It also has an Oscar, also has an Oscar for makeup too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Guy Gardner. I'm happy with that. I just saw that. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was that was breaking news, which is really awesome, by the way. Yeah. I love Nathan Billion. Oh, yeah, wait, I love wait, I love wait. Nathan, but that's let me ask. Let that's me ask what James Larry. Gunn's gonna do. He's just gonna bring all of his friends in, like he does. I, I, do, I do have a question for Larry and and, and AJ. Okay. What and do you think we'll about make this our last question? Yes. Just because we've got a couple of people that need to leave here soon. So oh, I wanna, okay. I want well, to get this is for Randy too. Up, but go right ahead. We'll have to do a this, whole this, show just about Zack Snyder and the Justice League. <laughs> well, this is, it, what you, you never what heard you? me say that I did not like it, by the way. That, that <laughs> I didn't. Because I enjoyed that movie, just so you know. And I enjoyed I appreciate Superman that. in that movie. I appreciate and that. I wanted more also. So I will just say that. So well, I, I did well, not like Man of Steel. I did not enjoy Batman v Superman at the level that you did. But Justice at least you like the Justice League. League. Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed that immensely. So anyway, go right okay. ahead, Keith. Well, my question to, to all three of you is: What did you think about the rumor that it looks like uh, the front runner for Mister Fantastic and his lovely wife are Matt Smith and Vanessa Kirby? See, I heard. Did you not just see that they just posted about Ryan Gosling? That's funny. Is that I, I hear Ryan Gosling too, but. It, the, the last inside word I heard that they were looking seriously at Matt Smith and Vanessa Kirby. Now, but Vanessa Kirby was in uh, the movie uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and she was Shaw's sister. Right. I'm not a big so, Matt Smith fan. So okay. I, I love Matt Smith. I don't. I don't think he doesn't fit this role. Like I don't, I don't want think so either. Mr. Like, Fantastic. Yeah, I love Matt Smith. I just don't see him. In my mind, I can't grasp it. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. Well, I think he should thing. be a bad guy. Here, here's well, he was. He he was. He was in. He was. He was in, in Morbius. He was he's in a, Morbius. He's but, a bad guy in Morbius. I mean, he needs to be a bad guy in a good movie. I think. I think the thing about the thing about Matt Smith is that you got to understand that Reed Richards is not a classically good-looking guy. He's Which, very smart. Right. He's very absent-minded uh, in a way, but he's also... He just he's looks also, too young. Well, Matt Smith? I mean, he's not. Like, I know he's not, but he just, he doesn't look yeah. like a seasoned scientist. Yeah. I can see that. I can see I that. Mean, you know what I mean? So, I, I do, I think that if, like, you know, when he's in some of his more serious roles over in the UK. I think that it he can look like that. <laughs> but I still don't like I just think his personality I I just don't know how he's like I just can't see it in my head. Yeah. Usually I can see like when they have all these rumors, I can be like, "Oh, I can see that." He was one of the ones that I'm like, I don't know if I, I can't can see it. So that's my problem. I'm a huge Matt Smith fan. I love Matt Smith and a lot mm -hmm. of the things that he does. I just don't, I don't visually see it. Okay. Since since I don't want him to be this part, I'm sure he's a shoe-in. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. So if you guys want Matt Smith, I'll just say verbally out loud, I don't. And he'll, he's right in there. They'll sign a contract tomorrow. So I I, uh, I do like uh, Vanessa Kirby in this role. If if she were to get that, I think yeah. that's a, a good casting. Matt Smith, I don't see it either. But I did not see Michael Keaton as Batman. 
That's right. And I was so wrong. So because he is Batman. Because he is Batman. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's my favorite Batman. Cast yeah. as Batman. I remember thinking, why are they getting him to be Batman? Like right, I remember right. thinking the, that the guy from Bachelor Party running around with the uh, exactly the egg mixer. What, oh, what's he's going so good. On? Yeah, Actually, and, no, 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 no. He wasn't in that movie. You're right, that's Tom Hanks, isn't it? Yes. Tom Hanks is a bachelor party. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm thinking... Um, I, Mr. Mom? Shift. Well, he's Mr. Mom, right. Mr. Mom and also... Night shift. Um, well, Night, night shift, shift, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, um, uh, we're, the very funny one where he's the mobster, um, Johnny Dangerously. Yes. Johnny Dangerously. That's that's really what I was going back to, Johnny well, Dangerously. Somehow I, I got my lines crossed up there, but yes. Keith, are they really throwing Margot's name around? No, she's or not. Is that just be, or is that just because Barbie's coming out? The, the, uh, what had happened was is that it is looking more and more like she and um, what's his name from uh, the Star Wars films? Uh uh, Adam Driver. She yeah. and Adam Driver were the first right. names that they had up there. Yeah. Now they are both gone. See, I and... could see Adam Driver. I was really, I was excited about that. That I would not be that unhappy about. See, I was, I was excited about Adam Driver. No wonder his name's off the list because I said I wanted him in it. So, because I was like Adam Driver, Margot Robbie. I'm like, that'd be pretty cool. Like, I would like to see what she could do. As like a good superhero, like keep her in the DC, yes. have her as Harley, so she gets to flex her villain side, and then get to see her as a good guy. I could see her as Sue Storm. Like, yeah, this is great. And then they were like, nah, we're gonna do Matt Smith. <laughs> okay. I just don't. Yeah, um, guys, I'm going to have to get off here. I have an interview at eight thirty in the future. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, now I I'm still wanting us to go back to um to to John um is it Kransky? Is that how you say? Kransky? John, Kr yeah, Krasinski. Krasinski. Thank you. I can never say his name right. I loved him as as Mr. Fantastic. He mm -hmm. looks like Mr. Fantastic. He he played Mr. Fantastic very well in Doctor Strange. In the multiverse, so I'm just like, why, why aren't you gotta, you gotta talk to him? Kevin? You gotta talk to Kevin. Although you gotta, you're gonna have to get in line because I think uh, uh, Bob Iger is gonna want to talk to Kevin. Uh, Bob Iger and he have some things to discuss. And uh, at this, this doesn't sound like a positive thing. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say this <laughs> sounds very negative. Uh, I bet it, you he's not is. gonna like this discussion. Because, office. because again. No film from Disney this year so far is is really scheduled to make any money. Nobody's talking about the Marvels. Yeah. Nobody's there is no buzz for that film at all. And what you think is Miss Marvel is great. The Miss okay. Marvel series was awesome. Okay, yeah, but I, Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel's bad. Okay. I'm well, glad you said that. I'm glad you guys said bad. that. Because the numbers for Ms. Marvel are also bad. Nobody really watched the show. And I guess I'm the only one because I kind of fanboyed on it. You, here's the thing. I have heard from people, and I, I watched it myself. I didn't think it was horrible. Uh, but if you're going to make a major movie 
and one of your three leads is someone that you had to watch from Disney Plus and nobody really watched it, that's a problem. That is a problem. If the other lead that you have is also someone who is actually in a Disney Plus, and this one a little more popular. In fact, the most popular of all the MCU DC, I mean, MCU uh, 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 Disney Plus shows was WandaVision. But you know how long ago that was? Yeah, been a while. And they haven't ta- they haven't used that particular actress except to put her in this movie. So now right. you have two characters and two actresses that a majority of the normal film going public have no idea who they are. And then you have an actress that's kind of controversial who some people like, some people don't. Most and people don't. Most people see me and some of her co-stars probably too. Um, but um, the the thing is, is that it spells problems it, it does and, right it does and, and and in the shadow of what happened with indiana jones that is not what you need to be hearing it, it, it is you know? Dude, hawkeye hawkeye in wandavision oh. were the two best shows that they have done those shows yeah. were great that hawkeye show was awesome it was i agree i uh, I, I really enjoyed it so but but i really like miss marvel because it really Talk about taking the comic book and bringing it to the screen. Ninety-five percent of the stuff was right out of the comics. They yes, adapted they, it they, very, very well. They, I'm sorry the public didn't see it. I wish they would because I love this character, who's basically a female version of Peter Parker. Yes, um, when you come down to it, I mean that, that's how she's written, and I love well, that's Peter a lot Parker, of characters. So. Yeah, so, no, that's look, true. look. Stan Lee did a very good job. Stan Lee and Steve Ditko did a very good job mm-hmm. in creating the character of Peter Parker yep. to the point where several other characters that have come along in those years since then are pretty much just cut out of the same mold. Right. You know, right. whether, whether you're talking uh, Buffy Summers mm-hmm. or you're talking uh, 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 Virgil Hawkins, a.k.a. Static, mm-hmm. and others. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that, also. Yeah. That, yeah, it's 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 all part of the same thing. No, I get um, that. It's just I, that. Uh, oh, go ahead. I think. Oh, I just. I think people are getting sick and tired of how they're writing these females in these sure. movies. Like it, it, I'm saying that from a female's perspective. Right. Originally, like how Black Widow was written in a lot of these other movies, she had hands down the best fight scenes in every movie. And yeah. she didn't yeah. have to stand up and say, go p- girl power. Right, right. Just seeing her do a hurricane Rana and flipping somebody around and then landing in that pose. Yeah. People go nuts. Yeah. Right. People go nuts. You don't have to do these girl power moments and like mm-hmm. shove it down people's throats and people are sick of it. I'm yeah. a female. I'm sick of it. Right. Like, I'm well, I'm still mad they killed Black Widow because she was hands down one of the best female characters they had, yeah, and then yeah, Scarlet yeah. Witch, same thing. Scarlet Witch has like the best line in every movie she's in, <laughs> but she doesn't have to go go girl power go. She's yeah. just a strong female character that was written better, I, that I had better that. lines, and then you have this Marvel's movie, and everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be. Go women go, and they're gonna dog on all the guys in the movie. And people are people just don't want to see that anymore. They just want a strong female character that's just relevant. Like you don't have to like down everybody else 
right right to put them on a pedestal and that's mm. what they're doing and i think that's another reason why people are just not excited whatsoever and, about that movie and you also don't have to spend a lot of money the other big thing about the black widow film is that when you saw her appearance in uh the avengers the first avengers film you know you pretty much understood exactly what you needed to understand about the character you didn't have to go and spend $150 million on a movie. What you should have done was spend $75 million and pretty much make Black Widow's version of, say, John Wick. Yes, so John down. Wick films are, 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 are not as expensive as other Hollywood films. Well, and, and I, I, it I should have, have been a spy line. movie. I have the storyline right from it. The, the, I forget who it was that wrote it. It was a great story about Black Widow having to go back and make things right and take care of business from the Red Room and facing all these people that she had to face before and basically John Wick style. It was a John Wick style comic mm -hmm. book with Black Widow that was written amazingly. All you had to do is adapt it. Yep. It was yep. right there in front of your hand. And don't don't get me wrong, I think Florence is awesome. Yeah, like some of my awesome. some of my favorite scenes in the Black cuz I as much as it was kind of a mess, it's hard for me not to like the movie because I loved every scene with Scarlet and Florence. Like yeah. all the scenes with them together. They're great like, chemistry. Right, yeah. And her and I think that's why I like Hawkeye so much is they really showed the human side of the yes. human yes. Avengers. And yes. like when you see her changing her shirt and she has like scars and she's like bruises all over her back mm. and like she's making fun of her and she stops for a second and kind of like looks like, Oh, and then like looks away. Like when she pulls her shirt down, cause you're like, Oh yeah, I forget. Like I forget that they're like, these are the ones that are actually putting their body on the line. And it's like, right. it's more honorable and it's mm -hmm. more like, there's more bravery to what yeah. she right. does and what Hawkeye does. Mm -hmm. And like, I love those moments in the movie, but she, she's, like literally has the best fight scenes in every movie. Like I don't like civil war. She's got the best fight scene in that movie. Like she when does. she's, when she's like trying to choke out winter soldier, like all that stuff looks so cool. And that's just so it's all missing from that black widow movie. Cause they try to do this. We're going to have a bunch of explosions and we're going to crash a ship. And, and I'm just like, what are you doing? This just yeah. needed to be a spy movie. Right, right. It what to, are you it doing? Needed it needed to be salt. Just yeah. like the movie Salt. It right. needed to be yep. like that. Well, you, it needed to be like could, salt and atomic atomic blonde. You should have yeah. taken atomic blonde mm -hmm. and taken salt and literally just said Natasha. That's well, what you're doing. You, That's you it. You used what what she showed us in Winter Soldier. Yes. Captain America Winter Soldier shows her not only as a capable fighter, but also as a very capable spy. And yeah, she's intelligent. Yes, that the whole kiss me on the escalator because people yep. will look away. Knowing the little tricks to the trade to get people to not pay attention to you. That yep, like how, how you so, walk. Like like right, right. like walk like walk this way, keep your head down, like look to the right, like telling them all of these things. Right. And like we have so many seconds to we're putting this flash drive in. Count countdown. We have so many seconds to like get to, like get this. Like, hey, there's a base here. Like, what? that's weird. Like, in all of that stuff. Like, I never like I liked Black Widow when we sit when we saw her in the other movies. 
I never wanted a Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. And then when Captain America Winter Soldier came out and what they did with her in that movie, I immediately wanted a movie like because she's like, hey, I got to go because I've got a whole new life to find because she's right, like, I just right. obliterated like right. all of my covers. I wanted they should have immediately done a Black Widow movie. Yeah, agreed. That showed her trying to fix all of these problems and it not being a superhero movie, it being an action spy thriller. Yeah. Like that's what it should have been. And it should have been a, like, like he said, it should have been a lower budgeted movie Yeah, yeah. and it shouldn't have, you didn't have to have Taskmaster, which they ruined right. a girl. What are, and that's what I'm talking about no, as a girl. I wasn't excited. I was like, you just ruined that character. Well, and there's so many I was bummed. female villains. If you want to yeah. be a female villain and pick a female villain, don't adapt a male. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. Like I was, Cause, cause I was so bummed. And what happened to them is so tragic. And I, I, I'm one of the few people that I actually love Ultron. It's in my top three Marvel movies that that are my favorite, as I love Ultron. But in that movie, like it's so tragic, and it, and especially like that being a female is like so sad. To think like what they have taken away from them and like not just in their bodies, but in their minds, like what is taken away and like, and it shows like how amazing Natasha actually is and how far she's actually come as like a human, not as a woman, but as a human in her journey and like how much like the red in the ledger really means Mm -hmm. that everybody kind of jokes about with her. And like how much it actually means and like how much she's actually grown and like what it actually means that she's in this team. And then they do this movie and like they just took it all away. Like well, I was that, so bummed because they took it all away from her. That shows you, though, the difference in having one person in charge who can have all these creative people underneath them to create movies, to, to basically create phases one, two and three. And 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 to create uh, not only just really memorable films, but create or help to create and bring to life a lot of very memorable characters versus another studio who never had anyone in charge at all. Right. In fact, they use marketing tricks to trick people into thinking that they had someone in charge when in actuality, the person who was in charge were actually multiple people who had no real film experience outside of just working in offices. And that's the difference between what Warner Brothers was doing with DC and the fact that Disney had an actual whole department dedicated to Marvel Comics, of which divided into uh, uh, between television the printing of the books and film. And they didn't have that at, at, at Warner Brothers. What you had were a bunch of executives who were telling a filmmaker what to do. That it's is just it. sad. Zack Snyder deserved a lot more respect than he got. But the thing is, is that they didn't like him. They didn't respect him because they were looking for someone else who was never going to do what they wanted, which right. was Christopher Nolan. Nolan didn't, And Nolan didn't want to do it. You know, that was the thing. Nolan didn't want to. He, he realized these executives who are also the same ones that made the decision about uh, releasing stuff straight to streaming. Uh, uh, you know, he he realized that they had no concept of what he was doing with his Batman film, 
which is he wasn't making a comic book movie. He was making a film about the circumstances that if someone in real life named Bruce Wayne had his parents killed and had the money and the time and the effort, what would that be like if he attempted to do that? That was it. And that's why I don't like those movies. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're as not, much as I like the other ones. Yeah, they, they are they're not, not superhero movies. That's right. They are just meant to be, this is what it is, and this is what I'm working on. But he was at least nice enough to at least uh, give Warner Brothers uh, a screenplay, which is he had his writers and himself uh, work on the screenplay for Man of Steel. And then he gave... Uh, Warner Brothers wanted the film done quickly. So he had to use his pre-production people to start work on the film. And so basically Man of Steel was done mainly with 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 uh, Christopher Nolan's people and bringing in Zack Snyder as this train is already rolling. So you've had a script, you've had people working on sets, costumes, everything else, and then you bring in the director which is not the order that things should work, right, right? you know? And so ever since then, you have a director that thought he was given one deal. Turns out the deal that he thought he had and the relationship he thought he had was completely different than how the people above him thought of him and what they were willing to do with him. So his idea and Henry Cavill's idea of Man of Steel 2 goes out the window. Let me just say, pray that I do not alter the deal any further. <laughs> that's exactly what it was like working with Warner Brothers at that time. <laughs> now, that's not the current version of Warner Brothers that we have now. What you have now is someone in charge who can actually doesn't have to wait for a board to tell him what to do. He can just go ahead and fire people like that. And James, James Gunn. We're not a committee. James Gunn has two years or less than two years. So uh, his his uh, contract for doing what he's doing is only a two-year contract. And Zaslav let him know that everything is contingent upon the success of this Superman film. So while, he, while you've got plans and him talking about things, all that is is talk until after Superman comes out. I think if, it'll be a success regardless. Because you're going to you're gonna have a bunch – you're going to have a bunch of – um, Guardians fans that well, are wanting wanting to see something else. But but here we have the thing that Zasloff is stuck. See contracts, as I was telling you earlier, Larry. Okay. Contracts mean a lot. Contractually, you still have another Superman movie on the way from J.J. Abrams and Tony S. Coates. Don't want it. It's, it's the money spent, it. and they've been working on it. So don't want it. they're they're gonna go ahead and make their movie. Unless you and... tell me that it's Man of Steel 2 <laughs> with Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill. I don't want it. I, I agree with you. I'm no, I'm please. accepting this James Gunn movie. Not accepting <laughs> anymore. I'm done. But, I'm at my capacity. But but we, we my heart my heart can't take it anymore. I know. I'm with you. But look, that's also Especially really... he just announced it, man. I know. If I know. it would have been different if he wouldn't have announced it. Rebel Moon. That's all I can say. Rebel Moon. In October. If he wouldn't have announced it and he wouldn't have put that picture of him as Superman in the suit 
I think I would feel less like like less devastated as an individual. It was money. The whole thing was about the contracts that, that again, remember when I said earlier about Robert Downey Jr. and how they didn't want to repeat the mistakes that Marvel yeah. had? Let me tell you something about what Disney and Marvel themselves thought of that. They all believed that they had made a mistake with Robert Downey Jr. You know, because him being the one that took the risk to make Iron Man, even though he was the one with the damaged reputation, mm -hmm. he did a lot for what they did with that film. Mm -hmm. And so standard operating procedure, it doesn't matter who you are. If you are an actor or an actress who has made a movie that has become a surprise, big success, of course you're going to renegotiate. And that's exactly yeah. what he did. He and his agent, renegotiated and got him this really really sweet deal which led to that whole thing during the making of avengers where all the other uh cast members were thinking about quitting because their financial deals were were, were crap i mean even even having uh samuel l jackson they weren't going to pay him very much and robert downey jr had to threaten to walk in order to get everybody paid better okay well with Warner Brothers, they looked at what was going on and said, yeah, we're not going to make that mistake. So when Henry Cavill started to become a big deal and he made the last Mission Impossible movie and he did all that other work, his name was mentioned for James Bond, they decided to play it a different way, which is we're not going to renegotiate with you. The contract's the contract that you signed. You owe us all these other appearances. That's, sad. That's where it came down to. And then they cut him out of the flash. Jagweeds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree. All right, guys. Well, let's let's wrap it up here. Thank you both for joining us. I always anytime to you guys. Um, and, and you know, and just I'll reiterate. I I really like Cavill. I do. I really I, love I him. like it. Like him, The Witcher. He's a like nice him. guy. He, he seems that way. He seems very genuine. Very excited. If if you told me that he was being made into um. Captain Britain, I would be 100% behind that for, for a Marvel movie. That rumor's been out there, and I'm like, oh, yes, make him Captain Britain. I love it. I don't it. think he'll do it. Yeah. Maybe not, but I, I can, if he did it, I would be 100% behind it. Feige's so. changed too much. You, you realize that Feige really depended on all the other people who were comic book fans, because Feige's, Feige's knowledge of Marvel comics in my opinion, only goes back to maybe the last two to three years of the eighties, and that's as far back as it goes. And that if you just and do after, stuff from the eighties, we're okay. Yeah, but I mean, people like <laughs> they're the, not gonna. That's what the, the Russo brothers have already said. Stuff. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is acting like he really didn't want to do stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 look, Kevin Feige's in a bad spot right now. And so I'm not saying he's going to get fired. It's not luck in nothing like that, but he's in a bad spot right now. And so, so think he, Foghorn Leghorn, where he goes and beats the dog with the stick and then draws a line in the sand and then beats him over the head. Something like that. Is what you're if, saying. if he wants Henry Cavill, he's going to have to guarantee that if they do Captain Britain, none of this going around and changing stuff. Right. If you're going to do Captain Britain. It's going to be Captain, Captain Britain. Brit yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be like, hey, let's change his suit. Right. Yeah, no, it's because that's a big man. That's a big reason. Like, I don't know if you guys see like Liam, 
Hemsworth is like, I've been reading the books. Like, I'm like, so excited. And they're like, yeah, bro, do you know why Henry really left? <laughs> they're like, you get it. Like, you don't have to read those because they're not following them. Did, did you right. hear about that billboard that they put up? Uh-uh. Uh, when, when they had this, this current season of The Witcher come out and they had a billboard up that said, uh, yeah, he's still Geralt Netflix. <laughs> advertising for the witcher season three because they know and that's like not yeah and that's not cool like i feel bad for liam like in my opinion they should have just stopped making it like when henry when when they said we're not bringing henry back they should have just been done with it in my opinion henry Henry quit he he wasn't that they fired him henry oh i know he quit but everybody was like now that he's not superman he's gonna come back and henry's like no and netflix was like no we're moving on, but now Netflix is dogging on Liam all the time. Yeah, I, it's kind of look, crappy. Look, all I know mm-hmm. is Liam should just quit. He should join Henry Cavill, and both of them should make a Warhammer 40 k movie. That's oh, really he's doing it. Cavill, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. So Cavill's doing it. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm excited for it. So, all right, guys, thank you again, Brittany. Keep us posted about oh, uh, for sure. Halloween. Um, in fact, I think uh, AJ posted this up there. Check out yeah. Halloween on Facebook. Yeah, check it out. You guys updated here on Geeky Cool about it. Um, we always like to thank our, or we like to talk about our other friends doing similar things, including Mr. Keith down below with uh, um, with Keith and Gary over at Pop Culture Minefield. And as Keith mentioned, the slew of other people that work with them also that make that show possible. I need to it's get Thursday crew. Yeah, this uh, uh, John and Martin and Gary and me and all the other people that actually work for the radio station that help. I mean, everybody. But I also have my morning show back. I do a morning show called uh, Morning Coffee with Keith on Thursdays. So nice. Make sure to check out Morning Coffee with Keith on Thursdays and everything that Pop Culture Minefield's doing because those Saturday. guys are awesome. Check us out this Saturday. This Saturday, Saturday. yeah, Saturday yeah. Morning fun time. You, I was gonna say, you guys are check still out TGIF on Friday. Yeah, check it out, guys. Go out to Pop Culture Minefield. Do realize if you're watching us because we are PG, those guys aren't always PG, so you may have to censor something if kids are in the room. But you can always use headphones. And You've been warned. You've been warned. But know that I love these guys. They're awesome. Both Keith and Gary are amazing. So um, we also have our friends over at the Nerd Informants. Over as like I like to call them the Distinguished Competition. Um, did see <laughs> Tim over at uh, at uh, Trimidicon and in the poor guy. He's really nice. He's, he he's super sweet. Um, and the, he, they were working him to death. He was doing all sorts of panels, uh, moderating panels for him. They also have a really cool, um, oh, oh, there's the Enterprise. Nice. Um, Nerd Informants also have Nerd Informants Beyond, which is a Facebook group where you can post all sorts of geeky, cool stuff um, for nerds of any flavor. Oh, look at that, Keith. Look at that. Um, we also want to, ooh, we want to call People's out. People's thing. People don't send me stuff. That was just my own mask. That, that, those are awesome. Check, 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 oh, there you go. Check out Scallywag Productions over on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and much more. They've got their collectible of the day and all of that history on YouTube of really cool shows. Spoo was on with AJ earlier, and he's always a wealth of information also. And, of course, 
for those of you watching, check out geekycool.com. That's cool with a K, like cool in the game. Yeah. Three dates, Brittany. Um, <laughs> I know what it is, though. Uh, well, that's good. I'm so glad you do, girl. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we we are, as, as we mentioned, we are looking to expand. And we um, I do have a, uh, a little short uh, podcast that I do every so often called Geek Speak. We are also coming up with our D&D uh, podcast, and uh, we've got a couple other things in the, the works that I'm hoping to be able to announce soon, as soon as they go official. A couple of them, I mean, both of them really excite me. So so um, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. And I also wanted to mention, because I know you both know this person, but as of yesterday, uh, Josh Roberts, formerly of Comic Cave, is now a writer for geekycool.com. So, Sweet! So we are looking forward to some really cool creative stuff from him because Josh has is, is, uh, been writing both. Um, he's doing some short stories that are being printed and working on some comic stuff. So uh, Josh has a lot going on, but he's going to be writing for us. And uh, I'm super excited to have him in, along with my other um, nine other writers we've got here. So if you have any interest, of those of you watching, in becoming a contributor for geekygool.com, please contact us. Be glad to talk to you about that. And because we always are looking for uh, people to add to our voices, because we want those different geek and nerd voices out there to be able to all come together and be able to share cool stuff on our site. So, again, Brittany, thank you. Happy Halloween coming out yeah. soon in October. We'll all be there. I, I'm, maybe we can uh, podcast live from there. That would be awesome. Oh, that'd be yeah. cool. I know. I, I, that would be awesome. And Keith, Pop Culture Minefield, check him out. He's got his uh, Thursday show. He's got um, TGIF on Fridays and Saturday morning. Is it Saturday morning cartoons? It's so, called Saturday Morning Fun Time. Fun Time. That's right. Ah. And we got Which Thomas like a cartoon thing. this weekend with us. Ooh, the nice. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Oh, you right. remember who he is. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we've got for today. Thank you all for watching. And uh, be be cool to each other because you never know what anybody's going through. And as I like to say, stay geeky. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>